This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Mr. Productivity. Welcome to the first ever AMPA. Now, you're probably used to seeing AMA. This is a little bit differently. This is AMPA. That's because I've got to be different. I am <laughs> Mr. Productivity. So I wanted to create something called Ask Mr. Productivity Anything. Well, not anything, not everything. But I decided, hey, here's an idea. Go live. Let people ask you any question they want to. Kind of like a, a free coaching session. 100% free. And I, then I started having these self-doubts in my head. I'm like, but what if no one shows up? What if literally nobody shows up for your live? Nobody asks you a question. What are you going to do then, Mark? You'll be a loser because you're going to see you're talking to yourself and no one's going to ask you a question. What then? And then I just brushed that devil off my shoulder. I said, get out of here, man. Just, just leave. Because here's the thing. I'm trying something brand new. Okay. Oh, a LinkedIn user showed up. I don't know who it is because you, you don't have a uh, public profile. So I don't know what your name is. You can put that in the chat. But I, I said to myself, if no one shows up, no harm, no foul. What happens? Nothing happens. Okay. The world does not end if no one shows up. If people show up and ask questions, I help them. Great. If they don't, it's okay. I scheduled time to be on LinkedIn Live today and we'll see. How many people show up? How many people have questions? One of the things about LinkedIn Live is when you go live, people get notified, but they have to see the notification. That's number one. Number two, they have to click on Mark Stucheski is live. Then it has to load the live. And so that's why I kind of like just talking here for a few minutes. Uh, Chris, welcome to Ask Mr. Productivity, anything, I appreciate you're here. What are, okay, here's a question I could have right here. What are some of the productivity tools people can use in the remote working time? Are people working remotely these days? Why would they be working remotely? I have no idea. Uh, yes, uh, COVID has helped, is, is making us work a lot from home. And a lot of people are going to be working from home for the rest of their lives. So there are tools, but the number one tool I want to give you is your brain. If you're watching this, you're probably an adult. You're probably a mature human being. And you're going to have to exercise some uh, discipline. And what I mean by that, I mean, you're working from home and you go out to the kitchen to get something to drink and you see the dishes in the sink or you see the laundry uh, need to be put in the washer or you need to see the counters a mess or the table's a mess and you get I got to do it now. You don't have to do it now. What I want you to think about is scheduling the the chores that you're going to do throughout the day anyways. So let's say you're going to allocate an hour to do chores, say noon to one. That way, if it's already on your schedule and then you, you go out to the kitchen to get something to drink, then you can say, I, I'm not tempted. I mean, you'll still be tempted, but I'm not as tempted because I know it's on my calendar. That's number one. So schedule those things because you're going to do them anyways. If you don't put them on the calendar, it's not going to end well for you. That's number one. Number two, I want you to create an area in your home, your apartment, your house, wherever you are working, that is a designated 
work area. Now, if you have a, a large house or you have a spare bedroom, then make that your office and tell the other human beings in your home when you are in that office, that is your work time. And unless there is an emergency and you got to define what an emergency is, little, little Jimmy's sister took his cookie. That's not an emergency. Hopefully you have other adults at home. If you don't, that's an entirely different conversation. But you want to have a dedicated area. So if you don't have a spare bedroom, maybe you tape off, literally get some masking tape and tape off a, a, a section of the living room, a section of the kitchen, a section of the back porch. So people know when you're in that area, it is time for you to work and not to be left alone. Third tip is to have office hours. A lot of people, when they go to a corporate environment and they work eight to five, five o'clock, they go home. But the problem is when you're working from home, it kind of blends together, okay? And so what I want you to think about is stop the blend, okay? I want you to have dedicated hours. I work Monday through Friday. My hours are 9 to 4. So during 9 to 4, Monday through Friday, I'm doing podcast interviews, coaching clients, you know, sales calls, engaging on LinkedIn, doing lives. But after 4, it's family time. Now, you can do 7 to 2, you can do 10 to 5, whatever works for you, but have hours. And don't just have hours in your mind. Post them in your office and around your home so people know when you're at work. So I really hope that um, helps you out there. Pressure is increasing the way balancing between work and family. Work calls happen all the time now. Well, again, you have to be the human. You have to be the person in charge. You have to be the person saying, listen. This is how it's going to work. I'm going to establish working hours, and I'm not going to answer my phone after those working hours. And it's a real easy way to do this. Put your phone on mute. Or when you see the number pop up, if it's not someone you know, a friend or relative or a neighbor or whatever the case may be, ignore the call. Now, if you don't know this, even iPhone, I don't know if you can do this on Android or not, but on an iPhone, when I get a call, if I push the side button, it doesn't decline the call it silences the ringer so it just keeps on ringing and eventually go to the voicemail it's really important that you set those boundaries they can't be like different shades of gray those boundaries have to be black and white so in my case 4 p.m i'm done okay it's not like yeah sometime between 3 30 and 5 i'm done four o'clock i'm done you need to have a very strong boundary so everybody, including yourself, knows that at that quit time, you're done. If you get an email before your starting time, you're not going to answer it to the starting time. Learn to discipline yourself, and you'll be better at disciplining other people. Uh, what are some factors and habits which can boost mental productivity? Great question. The biggest thing I would suggest you do, and this is going to sound kind of, um, I don't know, it's not a big tip but it's really important is you need to take micro breaks. Okay. It's very important. You take micro breaks. A micro break is not like a 15, 20 or 30 minute break. A micro break is when you're feeling frustrated, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you feel like you're pushing a rope, you get up from wherever you are. Okay. That's, that's the key first step is you get up from wherever you are. You walk someplace else. Outside, downstairs, around the block, someplace quiet. You just close your eyes. You don't get on your phone. You don't get on your tablet. You don't talk to anybody. 
you just take some deep breaths. You deep breath, deep breaths. Close your eyes. Take some deep breaths. Okay, that is going to make you feel so much better mentally. But here's the key thing. I had a client not too long ago, and you know how when you get really close to the finish line, you can see the finish line, okay? But you're feeling fatigued. You're feeling stressed. You're feeling overwhelmed. But yet, you can see the finish line. I tell people, that's when you need to take a micro break. And they they say, Mark, wait, whoa, wait. But the finish line is right there. Yeah, I know. But if you go take a micro break, I'm talking about maximum five minutes. You go get the blood moving. Maybe you jump on your treadmill for two or three minutes, or you go, you know, run around the block for a second or run in place or do some quiet meditation. Then come back to your job, the task, the project you're working on. Now you're rejuvenated. Now you're going to fly across that finish line instead of just limping along. All right. That's really important. Productivity is a big mental game. Tony Robbins talks a lot about being in the right state. If you're not in the right state, you're fighting a losing battle. It's all about your physiology. Okay. We are spending so much time, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, it seems like behind the screens on Zoom calls and Google Meet calls and now Microsoft Teams calls. And we were never designed to sit here for hours on end. So I encourage you, even if you have five minutes between meetings, get up, run around your house, run around, jump up and down, run up and down the stairs. You have stairs and get that blood flowing. It's going to change your state. It's going to help you become more productive. The other thing you can do is limit the screen time you have, especially as you get closer to bedtime. I am in bed by nine which in India would be 2,100. I'm in bed by nine and I'm up at five o'clock in the morning, seven days a week. My screens are off by eight o'clock and I read a print book in that last hour. So reducing the number of amount of screens you have before bed allows your brain to like calm down because it's not being stimulated by all the, um, not just so much the blue light, but all the things you're seeing on your screen. When I read a book, it's just ink on a page. There's nothing moving around. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stuchowski Insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. Absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.